Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. Once, long before Tiffany or Sir Hector were even born, there lived a man named Jordan Grace, or, as he had recently become, Sir Grace. Newly knighted and looking to prove himself, he accepted a quest investigating disappearances in the small town of Shaybrook. Little did he know that this was the first step on what was to become a strange and dangerous life. Welcome to episode two of Fall From Grace, part one, The Hag. Previously, you see a figure standing over you. You look up into the face of uh, like a dirty looking peasant. Stand up and be like, well, I'm I'm here from on high. I've uh, been informed that there have been disappearances in the village. I don't know really what time You're it from is. From the capital? I'm from the capital, yes. Then you're a knight. Recently, there have been two children who have disappeared. Oh, I'm sorry. If I'm wearing a hat, I take it off. Ansis and Annette. They all look quite clearly distressed, and they're petitioning Thudu for advice. Okay. Thudu is slowly going through them. There's maybe... 40 people here? Quite a crowd. Gosh. All 20 arrows are still here. So no arrows fired. Hmm. That's very interesting. I suppose whatever this was came as a shock to Gita. You clear a lot of wood. Okay. The tree almost immediately starts toppling. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Grant. <laughs> I, I don't know my own strength, I guess. Grace, you have just chopped far enough into the tree to cause it to tip over. Thankfully, neither of you were standing too far in the tree's yes. path. It just hits the ground with a tremendous crash. <laughs> I I apologize, Grat. That... That's my tree, he says. <laughs> Maybe with some humor. Okay. I, I like put a hand in my breast like, okay, good. Um, well, uh, I suppose, and this is not saying I don't believe you, but I suppose whatever was within the tree has left it now. So it would seem, Gratton says. Um, I write down... Maybe like curse, question mark, question mark, in my journal. Um, I know some of the other woodsmen that I spoke to or, or, or the, the council have told me that some of the other woodsmen have uh, encountered trees coming to life. Is this something you've ever come across, Grattan? Grattan shakes his head. No, I've not seen any trees come to life. Okay, sure. But I have heard tales of trees doing what happened to me. Right. Okay. Well, it seems very strange. Um. Yeah, some of the the council told me that the woods had uh, almost come to life. Uh, uh, sorry, what am I trying to say here, Graden? Uh, that, that there's almost a malevolent presence within the woods. I suppose that's the rumor in the town. Would you agree? Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. The only strange thing you've experienced, though, is that the axe uh, swinging back at you, yeah? Yes, that's the only thing I've experienced. Well, it's, it's pretty strange, and that, that's fair. Well, thank you, Grant. Do you know if there are um, any other... Uh, are we at, like, just a section of the forest, or is this, like, his house? You're at a section of the forest. Okay. Uh, are there any other woodsmen that I might be able to chat to, Grattan? People that maybe have seen some of the trees come to life? Just trying to get an idea of what's going on here. Mm, Grattan thinks to himself, yes, you might be able to speak to Robert. Robert, sure. He's a, a halfling. Okay. You'll know him. He's the only halfling in town. Okay, yeah, for sure. Oh, if I could speak to him, if you could point me in his direction, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, just trying to get a handle on it, Grattan. Grattan takes you back to town. Mm-hmm. And on your way back, you hear 
you can hear something traipsing about through the wood with you. Okay. The the woods here have uh, you haven't really noticed it because it was so gradual, but over time it feels more and more like the trees, the tree canopy has been getting thicker and thicker and thicker until it becomes like shadowy everywhere throughout the forest here. Even though it's still daytime, mm. it's almost as if it were night. I'd like to kind of hold if my spear is in my back i i pull it out and just keep it in one hand okay. Wood, woods are oppressive this um afternoon gratton i suppose gratton nods yes yes they are as you keep moving you hear something big traipsing through mm-hmm. and as you move forward you take a step and you feel instead of solid ground you feel like almost wet marshy bog when you're foot hits the ground mm. you look down and you can see that there's a gentle fog beneath you that is wetting the ground oh no i would like to back up does i think this fog is as the spell fog cloud you don't know much about magic yeah but this fog seems too sudden okay too sudden as in like too sudden to be natural too sudden to be natural yes okay uh Grattan, get behind me i say and i pull my spear out hold it in two hands and okay. stop Something big, something very big traipses through the forest. What's the biggest animal you've got in these woods, Grattan? And I would love it if you were to say something like a bear. That would be what I would like to hear right now. Grattan whispers <laughs> behind you, ain't no bears in these parts of the Ironwood. Okay. How far away are we from town? You're, if you were to walk, mm? you're half an hour from town. If you were to sprint, yeah. you were maybe half that. Um, I turn to Grattan. How do you feel about running? Grattan says, I, I, um, I, I would, yes, yes. No shame in it. No shame in it. Grattan sprints. Mm -hmm. Are you following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No? No. Okay. You stand your ground? Yeah. I've been sent here to deal with a problem. If this is the problem, I got to deal with it. Through the trees, you can see a giant dark shape loping. Mm-hmm. The dark shape, there's like a noise emanating from it. At first, you're not sure what it is. It's like being carried by the wind towards you. Yeah. And then when it gets a little bit closer, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Off to mama's house. Mm-hmm. Mama's got the food for me show yourself the voice stops and so does the loping dark figure through the woods come on show yourself around and you can see that it stands up a little bit more mama said to kill (laughs) (laughs) right okay a tree is nearly torn out of the ground as the figure emerges into the light before you. Okay. Oh, no. Standing before you at twice the size of a normal man, wearing pants Mm -hmm. and boots and a simple vest, you stare into the face of a hairy, awful, ogre-like creature. You're not sure what it is, but whatever it is, it's big, it's green-skinned, but it's not an orc. 
In one of its hands, it holds a giant axe, which you realize after your brain needs to have like a mental tick to realize that it is in fact a two-handed giant dwarven double axe, but this creature wields it as if it were a simple hand axe. Mama says to kill. We're going to go to initiative. Okay. Oh, no. I did not realize it was going to be Sir Grace in Dark Souls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be doing a lot of rolling around right now. It moves quick, faster than you had anticipated, Sir Grace. Mm. It swings its axe at you and catches you dead center in your chest. (laughs) Thankfully, it is only using one hand. You take 12 points of damage. Oh, my God. You don't know if you could handle that again, Sir Grace. It's your turn. Hmm. Hmm. God damn it. Not being a big enough fighter to be able to just like... Because what I want to do now is I want to incapacitate him and run. That's my plan. No, fair call. Uh, Can I... With my spear, maybe I try to swipe at one of his legs and then mm-hmm. action surge and leg it in the other direction. All right. Sprint. You swipe at his leg, mm. drawing a bloody line upon it. You deal him 10 points of damage and he howls in rage. Mama said to kill. You turn around and dash in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. As you dash away, he swings, and you feel his battle axe just miss you. (sighs) Then it's his turn. I assume he runs quicker than me, being that he is huge. He's big, but he's he's kind of clumsy. That's true. He needs to bustle past trees Mm. to move at the same speed as you, and that kind of slows you down a little bit. Okay. 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 He starts gaining on you nonetheless, though, because the trees here are sparse. Are you just going to keep sprinting? Yeah, absolutely. You leap through two narrow trees, (laughs) hoping that when he catches up behind you, his axe will hit one of them. And sure enough, his axe embeds itself in one of the trees. You hear a terrific cracking sound as he tries to wrestle his axe out of it, but... Instead, he just lets go and keeps going. Okay. He can't. He buried it so deep in the tree that he can't get it. Come back, food. I'm not saying anything. Just staring wild-eyed over my shoulder. You start gaining. Oh, actually, I guess you don't know how good you're going then. You trip and stumble. You hit some mud and slide down a hill. Okay. You collide with what feels like every rock on your way down. Yeah. You hear something big and great rolling down the same hill. Oh, no. (laughs) It feels like he hits and breaks every rock going down. (laughs) Okay, uh, I will get to my feet and keep running. Is there anywhere, anywhere, like, denser where the the woods are denser? Or, like, is there anywhere within my immediate vision that I think I could possibly lose him in? Yeah, you can see some dense clumps of trees to your right. You turn right and start heading north instead of west Mm -hmm. towards the town. 
you hit those very dense clumps of trees and it becomes difficult for you to move as well, but it becomes almost impossible for the creature to move. Okay. The creature slams into a line of trees with a lot of bodily effort. And while you're not looking at him, you can see the reverberation as other trees get knocked in a (sighs) domino effect. But Ironwood is sturdy and none of the trees buckle. Okay. You can hear him falling behind you, calling out, Come back, food! I, Eventually, you lose him. Okay. I'd like to stop by a log, maybe do a little surreptitious vomit from running for so long <laughs> and slump down onto my ass. I pull out my journal and I'm going to try and draw it as accurately as I can, just that right. when I can take go back to town, I can show anybody and see if right. they've seen no. anything similar. You, you don't do a great job mm. because you're... I'm you're not panicked. an artist as well. Yeah. yeah, you're not an artist and you're kind of panicked. Yeah. But the drawing is definitely of what you saw. Okay. It's just not very accurate. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. After maybe an hour, mm-hmm. I'd like to begin gently kind of sneaking my way back to west towards town. I'm going to have to make you make a survival roll. No, you're fine. Okay, good. The You kind of always knew which direction the town was, so you just head in roughly the right cardinal direction, mm-hmm. and eventually the town, it's large enough that you see it through the trees. Okay. <sighs> you return to town. Mm-hmm. Grattan Wood is there, and so are a, a large assembled group of townsfolk. Oh, I'm so they glad you got out, to have, they, It looks like they took up arms and were ready to go into the forest after you. I think it's, uh, I, as I like leave the forest, blood dried, I guess, on yeah. my front. Uh, it's, uh, wherever it is, it's it's not an immediate threat. <laughs> I would say pushing through the crowd, you see Birkinth mm-hmm. and William. William says, a drink, a drink, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. They take you to the broken hammer. You have a deep drink. You have a deep draft <laughs> of a stout. <laughs> Slam. <sighs> Um, I I pull out my dainty slipper notebook and slam it on the table. Open to the page with the creature. That's the um the being that followed me. Uh, it it, it was singing a song talking about a, a mother. Mother said, mother said. Well, he kept saying mother said to kill. William snaps his fingers. Earlier. Robert, get Robert. He has the most books in town. <laughs> Hell yeah! That Robert- rolls. Uh, Robert the the half oh, fantastic is before you. Fantastic. He has short golden hair and soft blue eyes. However, Sir Grace, you can see that behind those blue eyes, <laughs> no one knows what it's like. <laughs> you can see, you can see that behind those blue eyes, there's a a cruel intelligence. Oh, okay. Everyone else in town that you've met has seemed worried or panicked or concerned for someone or Mm. something or themselves. Robert, you can tell us the sort of person who is going to look at this situation and see how he can make a buck. Okay, cool, cool. He is dressed quite nicely. He wears tailored clothing. He is the nicest dressed person you've seen since William. Mm -hmm. And you can see that he... (laughs) That's almost, it feels like there's some something going on here between them. Because William has a pet fox that yeah. follows him everywhere, and Robert has a fox fur cape. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. Robert has in his arms bundles of books that he dumps on the table. Uh, 
I was told to come here and bring all my books. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate it, Robert. Um, we're trying to find... You know, kind of glanced You over. would be the knight, then. Yes. Sir Grace, I've heard. Sir Jordan Grace. It's a pleasure. Robert, I didn't catch a surname. He is the first person who you have met who does not bow. Oh, all right. Oh, hey, look. Can't expect everyone to bow. <laughs> Uh, sorry, what did you say? What's your surname, this, Robert? I don't have one. I'm not fancy. Oh, oh that, that's that's fine. Um, cool. So uh, we're trying to find... I open up my, my journal. Uh, this is the creature that was chasing me. I heard you had the most books in town. He flips through one of his books until finally he comes upon a, a page that has all of the, the book... <laughs> it's got a title called Emmanuel of Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Edition one. <laughs> all, of, all of the pages have illustrations of the mm. different monsters featured in the book. And he flips finally to a page with a monster that looks shockingly similar to yours. Mm. Except maybe it's wearing different clothing. Yeah, sure. The illustration denotes it as ogre slash half. Half ogre. I see. It would appear that the creature that you fought is either a half or full-blooded ogre. How big would you say it was? Uh, wow. Twice the size of uh, maybe something like 12 foot, maybe maybe 10 foot, something like that. Mm-hmm. We're talking quite large. Hard to say then. Yeah. Did it have hair? Did it? It did. It was very hairy. Yeah, it was quite hairy. It had hair actually. like a man's beard. Yeah, yeah. Facial hair, um, hair on its head, hairy arms, yeah. Mm. That would indicate probably half ogre then. Okay. It's not as bad, but it's not good either. The union between a, a person and an ogre presumably results in... Um, not necessarily a person, just muddying of the ogre blood. Oh, okay. Uh, if, if an ogre, I suppose, mates with a lesser creature of many different types... Okay. Possibly another giant, it could create a half-ogre. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. In any case, they're um, uh, sometimes referred to as ogrillion. Ogrillion. Ogrillon, sorry. Ogrillon. There's only one eye. <laughs> an ogre can mate with a human, a hobgoblin, a bugbear, or maybe even an orc. It was green-skinned. Might have been an orc then. Okay, I write orc down in my journal. Are there any orcs in town? No, there are no orcs in town. Okay, I, I know that might seem a strange question, possibly. I just thought I'd ask. William shakes his head. No, of course, it's a natural question. Yeah, sure. Um, Where is the nearest... Do I know that in within the 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 kind of surrounding areas that mm. are orcish settlements common, or is it kind of like quite a rarity? You'd have to get a lot further out. You would not find orcish settlements in Candor unless there were some sort of raiding yeah, party. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Okay, okay. How recently, within how many years, uh, has the all of this been going on? It would appear. Oh, how, what going since on? the first disappearance? Since oh. the first uh, wo- inter- inter- interaction in the woods, Birkinth the- answers yeah. that question. Uh, Should have asked this earlier. It's been the first disappearance was about a week ago. Okay. The first time anyone noticed hostility from the forest, though, would have been maybe a month. A month. Okay. Can I? I guess I don't. I don't. I don't get, like, a constant update of what's happening in Candor, but mm. do, do I remember, like, the last time there was an orcish raiding party where it was an issue where even, like, the knight that trained me or one of the other knights of Candor was like, oh, i got to go check this out. It's pretty constantly happening. Yeah, okay. Small, like, large groups. Yeah. Big, almost 
almost, almost armies are rare and kind of a big event when they happen. But it's a very common thing for orcs to not get together and raid, but for orcish raiding parties to occur somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those things. It's a a constant thing that's happening. It'd be hard to pinpoint. It'd be hard to cross-reference these two events. Okay, sure. Well, thank you very much. Um, I I wish I'd been able to vanquish it, but uh, it kind of snuck up on me. Um, thanks for your help, there, Robert. Uh, I, I was chatting to to Grattan. He said that you'd encountered one of the trees coming to life. The halfling gives you a almost sarcastic, no pitying mm. look. Oh. <laughs> Robert says there are no trees alive in these woods. Okay. People like to say so, and the woodsmen especially. They've always liked to say these sorts of things. I have had to field many questions about living trees. All I did was tell them that they exist, not that I've seen them, not that they're here. Okay, sure. Can I, in that Emmanuel of Monsters, (laughs) is there a page for these living trees? Yes. He flips over to a treant. Cool. I give it a peep. Emmanuel of Monsters. It is me, Emmanuel. So if it is a treant, you're in trouble. (laughs) Because this is something that you cannot deal with. That's great if that's the accompanying paragraph for treant. (laughs) Oh, well, it would describe treants as being creatures of... Might describe them, yeah, as creatures of siege. Oh, okay. So a treant is something that the damage that a treant can wreck, especially on a city, equivalates to a siege weapon. So it's not the sort of thing you want to fight. Okay. You, you, it says in the book that they are vulnerable to fire, mm-hmm. which is presumably a good thing, that it would have a weakness. However, a bludgeoning or piercing weapon, oh, as the book would describe, weapons that doth, <laughs> weapons that doth deal their damages upon thine with club <laughs> or point. <laughs> you know club is spelled with two B's and an A as yes. well. Club <laughs> or point. Do not have much effect upon the treant's hardened skin. Okay. A treant can appear as though it is a regular tree, though once on the move, they may, as they wish, create themselves in other trees. Do I... Uh, I'd like to flip back to the ogre, half-ogre page. Does it say anything about them casting spells? Half-ogre? No, they're not intelligent enough and to treant? cast spells. Can, a treant cannot cast spells either, yeah. though it is only because they have no... connect. In the book, it would describe them as having no eth connection <laughs> with the weave of magic. <laughs> um, does it say anywhere... I the- would say, however, that treants are typically... While... Treants have no love of cities. Yeah. They are not evil creatures. Okay. Does it Quite say, the opposite. Does it, so I would describe them as good creatures. It would describe them as protectors of forests. Okay. Do I think, from reading this, that if it was a treant, any woodsman that claimed that they encountered one would be dead instead of coming back to tell the story? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. A treant... <laughs> Well, they are actually no, they are quite slow to move, okay. but they have quite a range. They're big. They're yeah. huge. Yeah. A treant, if it was, if if a treant was in these woods, you would see it above the other trees moving. Okay. Well, I don't want to discredit the um the woodsman's stories, but unless they were very quick, I just I just feel like the treant might have. I'll still chat to them about it if I get a chance. Okay. What would you like to do now? 
Well, thank you very much, Robert. I'd like to pay him for his time. Just a gold. That's all probably right. all he I can afford. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to. I appreciate you lending us your books. Um, would I be able to hold on if to you want, yeah, no, a manual um, of monsters? If you don't ask for a manual yeah. of monsters, someone will ask for you. Yeah. So, yeah, you can yeah. add a manual of monsters to your book, Fantastic. to your uh, equipment. In fact, I'd, I'll, I'll, I ask him how much to purchase the book 25 from you. gold. Do you have that? I have. I... You have 25 gold exactly on you. I hand it over. All right. Thank you. Emmanuel of Monsters. Well, it's not like I'm paying for food and board, so uh, yeah, I might you... as well. All right. Well, um, thank you, everybody. I I, I was going to go investigate the the uh, area of um, of uh, Gita's death. Um, so uh, if... If 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 Mally, you would like to accompany me, Mally nods. I'll uh, help. Yes, clearly. Well, you have to go grab Mally. But yes, yeah. oh cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Well, I go grab Mally and I go get Thudu, and we head for the um place. You and Mally head out to uh, head out. I would say it would be north. Cool. Is Thudu coming with us? Do you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh well, have... you'd have to wait until the end of the day. Oh, that's right. We gotta wait till six p.m. Well, um, you can take a long rest. Whatever. Yeah, maybe I will. I have been injured, so yeah. you take a long rest. You get basically everything back, cool. and you can recover one or one d ten plus your con, or two d ten plus. Let's your go one d ten plus my con. All right, Only you recover. Oh, good. Three hit points. <laughs> Why does this keep happening to me? I just don't know. Uh, that's a shame. Oh, well, well, you've got. You could just use a second long rest. Uh, yeah. Why not? I, I might as well. We're waiting till six p.m. Yeah. Maybe I'll just. I'll just be spending this time in my room in the inn, just like collating um, all of my information into kind of like something neat that I can follow. You recover another five hit points, so cool. you're on twenty total. That's all right. I'll take that. Okay. Then at about six. You, Mali, and Thudu leave northwards. It's cool. it's getting dark already. Do we have like lanterns or at least torches? Well, I don't know if you have a torch, I but might. they both have lanterns. No, actually, Thudu Thudu has a lantern, and I mean Mali has a lantern, and Thudu has her dark vision. Yeah, I do not have a lantern. Oh no, yeah. I do I have a torch. Yeah. I have a torch. Ah. Well, you light a torch, yeah. and Thudu uh, Thudu dark vision. Yeah, you a torch. And Mally has a lantern. Cool. All right. So you head out northwards. Uh, after maybe um, after maybe twenty minutes of walking, Mally points off to the west and says uh, that if we head in that direction, we can find where the two children played. Oh, okay. Um, if you're curious, I w- I would like to visit that eventually. Yeah, if that'd be okay. But first of all, let's check out this. Right. And that also maybe is the kind of thing that I should do during the day. I feel like it's just going to be more dangerous at night. Maybe. No, that makes sense. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Let's go and have a look at the uh, where the where Gita died. You come to a copse of several dead trees. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is where this is where we found the body. I don't suppose you know if these trees were dead to begin with. They were dead when we collected the body. Okay. Um, can I go and have a look at the dead trees? Give them a, like an investigate, like a once over. You're fairly certain that the dead trees are coincidental. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, trees do just die, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've just maybe scout the area, like shining my torch. Oh, on you get the... a good boy card as well. Oh, fabulous. Sorry, you rolled a 20 on that one. I forgot. <laughs> Shining my torch on like where the like the body might have lain, checking mm-hmm. even though I know that that she didn't fire any arrows. Maybe checking the he. tree. He sorry, just checking the trees for like any arrow marks, anything like that. Okay. Um, 
checking for like I don't know, just marks on trees, possibly hair caught on trees. If it was the half ogre that did this, okay. A general search of the area reveals that you can see soft footprints mm. where uh, Gita was walking. You can tell that it's Gita's boot specifically. Mm. Then the the tracks stop being that of a stalker and start being casual. Gita oh, stood okay. up and just started walking. Huh. Then the tracks stop suddenly and a little bit away from uh, just like maybe a meter or maybe three feet yeah. from where Gita's tracks stop, you can see a deep impression where they found Gita's body. Huh. Additionally, in the area, you see no obvious large tracks of the half-ogre. Okay. You don't see any evidence of the half-ogre. You hmm. do see hmm. uh, another set of tracks, but those tracks seem very strange to you. Sure. They're hodgepodge. So different foot sizes at different points. Oh, that's never, never as big as the half ogre. Yeah. Only ever like a medium size, like a humanoid, yeah, human sized yeah, creature. Yeah, yeah. But they get they get a little bit mm. bigger and smaller at certain points. Additionally huh. Additionally, you find Near the deep impression where they found the body, yeah. you find a coin, a single coin. All right, I bend what down you, and yeah, sorry, go on. I bend down and I pick it up. The coin is it's made out of iron. You okay. can tell immediately. On one side bears a just a just like a, a soft or or nothing. Yeah. It's just faceless on one side. And on the other side you can see the head of a wolf. It's a very bad impression of a head of a wolf. Does it look though. like a very old coin? Mm. Like if I you like, can't tell if I hold it and shine the torch on it. Does it it's look very muddy? Okay. Unfortunately, can I spit in my hand and try and clean it a little bit? Or spit on the coin and try and clean it a little bit? Spitting on your hand, you try to polish the coin. Yeah. And it polishes such that it looks a little new, maybe. Oh, okay. Hmm. I I flick it, grab it, in my hand, flick it, grab it in my hand, walk over to the. To Thudu and Mali, and I'm like, does this? Do you recognize this coin at all? Both of them shake their heads. It's not currency, none that I know of. That's very strange. Um, I guess I pocket it to look at at a later date. You have the strange tracks. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Gita's tracks. Yep. You have the impression. Yeah. And, and the coin. You could, yeah, and the coin. Oh, I mean, sorry, these are things that you have not really... This is, when I was telling you the yeah. area, I was saying just, like, what you see. But these are, this is not, not what I've specifically gone and investigated. Yeah, it's, imagine it's the corpse yeah. again. You okay. can investigate them now further. Um. All right, I will have a look at... Okay, so maybe I'll, I'll talk it through. I, I'll ask, would it be okay if I sort of voiced my thought process out loud? Who do not, of course. Okay, so... So... Initially, I guess I was thinking that the trauma to the chest of, of Gita might have been from, I don't know, say, the swinging fists of the half-ogre. But I can't see any of the half-ogre's tracks here. And a half-ogre doesn't cast magic, which, well, I don't know about you guys, but I, I feel like that leads me to think that there's someone else here. Mally um, nods. That makes sense. But who? Um, could it possibly be this mother that the ogre was talking about. Um, I go on and I investigate the strange tracks, the one that change and shift in size. Now that you're looking at them closely, you can see that there's a consistency almost. Okay. The tracks are one shape at one point, 
and then become another shape off as they walk. They slowly morph into another shape. Does it morph into another sort of humanoid footprint? Yep. Two different sets of humanoid footprints. Does, uh, I turn around. Is, uh, does Gita have a partner or, or family in town? Mali says Gita was... Uh, Gita had no family. He was searching... He had come to this town searching for a, a sorcerer that had murdered his family. I see. So there was nobody that, that Gita, I, I don't know, trusted? Or, or, or was a, a close confidant of? No, Gita's entire family were wiped out by a sorcerer. That's why Gita was here. Gita uh, believed a while ago that he could find a lead here, but it proved to be a dead end. And Gita just kind of, I guess, gave up on it. Sure, sure. Just sort of moved on, I guess. Um, The only reason I bring it up is that I see the footprints change, and I thought maybe if there was someone... Gita trusted because he he never seemed well, he seemed so casual when he was walking towards whatever I assume inevitably killed him, but but the only person that that it could have been, but even I suppose just someone in town you know mm. Gita wouldn't have run from them. I Gita don't know. Might have recognized someone from town. Yeah, yeah, the footprints just don't change. Um, all right, I'll investigate where Gita lay. You can see that it has soaked out for the most part, but there was a lot of gore here. Mm. There was a lot of gore. Does it, you, look, does it look just like Gita's, or does it look like there could be somebody else? Just Gita's. Okay. You can see as well that Gita left the ground for a moment. It oh. wasn't a jump because you can see that Gita kind of dropped as if, not dropped as if a jump, dropped as if dropped by yeah, someone. Yeah, okay, for sure, for sure. So Gita was standing at one point, got picked up, and then got dropped okay. dead, or as as he was found. I feel like, and I don't want to make any claims before I know, but I feel like magic has got to be involved here. I mean, I, I guess I already know magic is involved here, but I feel like magic maybe is what killed Gita. Around the depression, you can see, and kind of everywhere yeah. around here, you can see the impression of residue that you—the same residue that you found on Gita's boots. Okay, the so, fog cloud residue. So let's walk through this. Gita is coming through the forest, possibly hunting. Although Gita wasn't a hunter, were they? No. Well, okay. Let's speculate on this. Maybe Gita believes that. What's happening in the forest is maybe this sorcerer come back. Gita thinks, well, I'll go and investigate. He walks into the forest, but then instead of seeing what he, what he thinks is going to be his enemy, he just sees someone he knows. He walks toward them. Fog cloud, perhaps levitated by a spell, dropped dead. But then at what point does Gita's chest get impacted? Mm. I jot it all down in my journal. Was there anywhere else for me to look? I properly investigate the coin, or have I done that? You, like, yeah, there's not much kind more of had a look at it. the coin, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I jotted it all down in my journal. Well, I, I just don't know what else I can glean from this right now, unless you guys have any ideas. Mally shakes her head. She wanders over as well. The Thudu hasn't really been properly looking, yeah, or anything like that. Thudu is there mostly for for, for muscle. Well, yeah, for muscle, and also if you need to ask questions, sure. Thudu is smart. But doesn't doesn't understand how to search yeah, for clues. Of course. Mally understands a little bit more, and so she's moving about the scene, looking at various things. Mm. She mostly just comes to the same conclusion you do. 
as she walks past the shifting tracks, yeah. she maybe experimentally gets really close and puts her boots on either side of it and then like leans down and peers at the tracks. And she makes no comment because she probably just doesn't see it. But you, Grace, notice that her boots are an exact match for the shifted boots. Mally, stay where you are. I go over and I, I squat down and I'm like, I, I mean, okay, are your shoes... <laughs> Obviously, there's no like... It's not like you can get Nikes. Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no... There's no mass production Nike. The shoes would be specifically made for Mally. Yes. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, you know what I'm not? Clever about where I go online. The amount of shady websites I end up on trying to track down real Sasquatch footage or whatever, it's, it's phenomenal. But you know what else I'm not? Concerned for my online security. And that's because I use NordVPN. I'd actually always been sort of reluctant to download a VPN because it seemed a little bit like internet magic to me. But then I went ahead and did it and I actually just couldn't believe how quickly I was browsing securely and streaming TV shows with no restrictions. It's literally just a click and you're good to go. Your account also covers you for up to six devices, so I immediately installed it on my phone and my laptop as well so that I could browse securely in bed. Yes, I sleep next to my laptop in bed. It's probably dangerous. Grow up. If you want to help yourself to NordVPN, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't, right now you can get 68% off a two-year plan plus one additional month for free when you go to nordvpn.com slash dndisfornerds or use the code dndisfornerds. That's D-N-D-I-S-F-O-R-N-E-R-D-S. This special offer also just makes your subscription only $3.71 per month. And if it's not for you, that's no stress. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash dndsfornerds to take control of your internet again. So go on, find real pictures of Sasquatch without worrying about your online security. Also, hey, D&D is fun, but if you're wishing that you could hear questions that no one ever thought to ask about pop culture you only kind of know, then do I have news for you. Plumbing the Death Star is a show by Zamet, Dusher and Jackson, where they, as my dad calls it, make a living while being a drain on society, like you, Adam. So, if you like the sound of that, or if you want to know why my dad doesn't believe in entertainment, then head on down to sanspantsradio.com and search for Plumbing the Death Star. When did you say that, um, Gita, when did you find the body? How recently? Gita would have been, uh, Gita's the most recent one. Yeah. Gita was two days ago. Two days ago. Where were you? And I'm not casting aspersions, but where were you two days ago, Mally? Mally says, I I was in town. Yeah. I was at the Guild Hall. Many people will vouch for me. I, I'm sure. It's just that and I notice, and I'm sure you see too, that your shoes are an exact match. Are the, these are the shoes after the change or before? After the change. Yeah, okay. So what was your relationship like with Gita? Friends or, or at least We were friends, yes. I helped him a little bit in searching for the wizard. Perhaps Gita, Sorcerer, sorry. Yeah, for sure. Perhaps Gita thinks that it's you coming out of the fog and so walks towards you unafraid. Maybe. When, in fact, it was something else. I jot that down in my journal. Actually, now that you mention it... Yes? Gita did act strange like a day before. I didn't think anything of it until you've mentioned that... Our boots are a match. Sure. But yes, Gita said that I was just chatting with him in passing. Mm. And he said that he said that things had he liked the way that things were changing. 
And I said that was very strange because of the forests and such. Sure. And he said, he gave me a wink and said it was just like old times. I'd like to pull from, I assume, my coin purse, mm. my very empty coin purse, <laughs> out, of, out the wolf coin and like just kind of kind of casually inspect it and be like, did, did Gita's personality change at all? He seemed more energetic. He lost a lot of his heart when he gave up on the search for the sorcerer. How long ago was that? Oh, years. Okay. Okay. I put the coin back in my in my satchel, in my coin purse. Right. Well, unless there's anything else we can glean from here, I think it's probably best to get out of these woods and head back to the tavern for the night. And then in the morning, I'll go and investigate where the, the children went missing. Um, mm-hmm. If you'd like to accompany me on that journey as well, I'd appreciate the help. You head back to town? Mm-hmm. You get there without any incident. Cool. Um, well, I'll I'll head for the tavern and I'll if if anybody's having dinner or whatever, like any. It's any a meeting night food. tonight. Oh, great! That's right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll head in and I'll sit in on the meeting. Uh the meeting, <laughs> the meeting is kind of well. It's in it rather than being in the tavern. It's in the guild hall. Mm. It's an ornate stone walled building, so it has a wall to it, mm. and it's decorated with brightly dyed flags and um, banners and such like that. It contains one large meeting hall, big enough for. Anyone who lives within the center of town, big enough for everyone there. So maybe a hundred people it could see. And it has several smaller rooms. A lot of the trade guilds that work throughout the town have uh, an office here, basically. Okay, sure, sure. In the big meeting room, all of the chairs have been cleared away and one big table sits there. All four of the town councillors sit at the table and they just, and you, obviously, there's Mm -hmm. also a chair laid out for you. They sit there, they eat meals, they drink, and over food and drink, they just chat that's about great. the town. That's, that's the kind of meeting you know, that I like. I sit there and I, I, don't, I don't ever like get involved in the conversation unless I'm like spoken to. Well, the conversation enjoy- is probably pretty heavily about what you've been uh, doing. Well, that's so. fair. Well, then, then if, if they ask me to speak, I give as much of a, like, a statement as I can. Be like, well, um, yeah, as to that, I'm not... I'm I'm getting closer with uh, every investigation I undertake. So far, I I think we can confirm that somewhere in the woods there is at least a half ogre or something that looks like a half ogre that is probably some in mm. some way responsible for what's been going down. But I believe also that there is at least a second party as well, someone who can cast spells, um, uh, possibly change their shape. Uh, I wouldn't be. Is it just us? Like if I start being like. Not don't trust your neighbors, but like if I'm like they can shape change and may take the appearance of someone you trust, mm. is is that going to cause panic amongst Absol- the town folks? Well, not among the councillors. Yeah, the councillors are probably made of sterner stuff and are smart enough not to panic yeah. people. But if you were to just tell the townsfolk that, it would cause a panic. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> I say, look. uh, yeah, uh, th- whoever this is uh, is quite sneaky um, and, and and using a lot of, of tricks that maybe we, we're not so great at handling. But hopefully um, within at least the next two or three days, I'll be able to come to some conclusion. And I, uh, working as the capital, will be able to solve your problem. Burkinth says, I just thank the gods that you're here. I, um, I smile and I say... I, I just smile. Yeah. Then I sit down and, and let them have whatever other discussion they need to have. Once the conversation about the creature troubling the town has died down, they're just like a couple of 
disputes or issues between guilds get brought up and the council vote a couple of times on things. Mm. Once, maybe, there's a, a stalemate and uh, where two councillors vote on the... two, There's, like, a tie. Yeah, for sure. And when a stalemate happens, whoever can down their tankard the fastest <laughs> wins. This town rolls. <laughs> what sinister force still lurks in the forest? Find out next time on Fall From Grace, Part 1, The Hag. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Hi everyone, I'm Jen. And I'm Jess. We're the hosts of the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to tell you about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum. We often interview dermatologists on our podcast and two of their favorite skincare ingredients to recommend are retinol and vitamin C. This Strivectin serum has both in one lightweight layerable formula. It also helps to smooth fine lines and it's clinically proven to visibly brighten and firm skin. If you want to learn more about Strivectin's new Super C Retinol Brighten and Correct Vitamin C Serum, visit strivectin.com.